0: The and Buted Podcast starts right now. Welcome back to another edition of the Asmund and Beauty Podcast. I'm Dan Budick, joined as always by Jake Asmund. Jake, great show today. We're going to be joined by Giants great and current WFA and football analyst, Sean Landetta.
1: Sean's a great guy. I've had the opportunity to meet Sean over the past couple of years. Last year at Joe Namath's charity event, he actually let me try on his two Super Bowl championship rings that he won with the New York cool. Giants. It's going to be fun to talk to Sean. Obviously, he covers the present day football teams, the Jets, the Giants, the whole thing. We'll go around the NFL with him. And of course, Ray Guy became the first punter this offseason. And to be voted into the National Football League Hall of Fame. Sean Landetta being a, you know, a former punter, we got to get into that with him.
0: Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun to talk to him man and also get into a little bit about his career, you know, two like you mentioned, two Super Bowl championships with the Giants, played for a great head coach in Bill Parcells. Remember Bill Belichick was on that coaching staff. That'll be a lot of fun maybe digging into that a little bit. Absolutely. So we're going to get the Sean Landetta right after this break.
2: You are listening to the Asman and Butik Podcast on
0: ICTV.org and on iTunes. Welcome back to the Asman and Butik Podcast. I'm Dan Budick, joined alongside, as always, by Jake Asman, and we have the honor and privilege to be joined by Giants Hall of Famer and current WFA analyst, Sean Landetta. Thanks for joining us, Sean.
1: Nice to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. So, Sean, before we get into the Giants, their offseason, and the Jets, I wanted to ask you about uh, your Towson Tigers going all the way to the NCAA Subdivision Championship game
2: well that was really a great uh, great run they had you know it's probably the best year in the history of that school they've certainly tried to improve their program over the last five or ten years with a new stadium they hired a you know, coach from a major college and uh, certainly last year was great for their team and not only that, for the university and all their alumni. So we're all very proud of them and we hope uh, they can continue, uh, you know, that excellence on the field.
1: Sean, this past offseason, Ray Guy became the first punter to ever be voted into the National Football League Hall of Fame. As a former punter, what does that mean to you and punters who also played the position during your era?
2: Well, I'm sure many other punters like me were very happy to see that uh Ray certainly belongs in the Hall of Fame. He was outstanding in his position and brought great notoriety to the position. And, you know, the position should be represented in the Hall of Fame. It's the only one that wasn't. Now it is. And hopefully the door is open for more punters in the future to uh, be able to go in.
0: Sean, are you surprised it's taken this long for a punter to get into the Hall of Fame?
2: You know, I am. Uh, I really am. And Unlike other sports, there's a very small group of guys, maybe 40 to 50 guys, that vote on who gets into the Hall of Fame and who doesn't. You have to have the majority of that vote. So uh, it doesn't take a lot of people to keep you out, but uh, I'm surprised that the position has not been recognized until now, but it is now, and let's see in the future if uh, we can add to that.
1: How do you think the punter position has evolved since you first started your NFL career back in 1985?
2: Well, the, the punters, like most guys in every position, have just gotten better and better. I think these guys today are outstanding you know, they punt the ball tremendously and, uh, everything keeps evolving. Just, uh, you know, their techniques and, you know, their, their consistency and, you know, the punters today, I'm big fans of it. They certainly are, uh, I don't want to say head and shoulders, but in general, you know, they are better as a whole than we were not to knock us because, you know, the guys from the eighties and nineties were very good also, but I, I think the world of these young punters.
0: Sean, the NFL recently came down with a decision to eliminate uh, dunking over the goalpost after a touchdown. Do you agree with that? Is this something that you think needs to be uh, eliminated from the game?
2: Well, I don't know that it would have to be eliminated, but uh, the, one of the main reasons is is when you do that, you know, you can change the angle of the crossbar there, and you know, sometimes the goalposts are moved a little bit. You know, that you wouldn't <laughs> want to see happen. If there's a way that couldn't happen. Uh, I don't think that would be a big problem, but for whatever reason, the league doesn't want it, so they voted it out.
1: Now, switching to the Giants, what have been your thoughts on the offseason that they're having so far?
2: Well, certainly, uh, you can make the case that of all 32 NFL teams, they've been more busy than anybody. I think they realize the last three, four years, you know, if you look at the number of wins and losses, it's not what they want. Uh, certainly, they did win a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. That can never be taken away from them. But, you know, a few 9 and 7s and a 7 and 9, you know, they understand something has to change. So I give them a lot of credit. You know, they've gone out and tried to upgrade their team. They've done their part. Now the players that have been signed, they've got to go out and perform on game day and do their part.
0: Are you surprised the Giants didn't bring back Justin Tuck, a fan favorite? Obviously, won two Super Bowls with the team and let him uh, go off to Oakland on a two year deal?
2: Well, I know they made him an offer. Uh, They wanted to see what he was worth on the open market. No no teams wants to bid against themselves. So they'll tell a player, go see what you can get, then come back to us and we'll see if we can match it. Certainly they were not able to come close imagine what the Raiders gave him uh I'm sure Justin was bothered by that a little bit you know just out of pride but you know the Giants loved his play here and him as a person and you know who knows in this crazy NFL maybe he goes to Oakland for a year or two and maybe he finds his way back to the Giants.
1: Now Sean last year Eli Manning had probably his worst season since his rookie year what do you think went wrong with Eli Manning and what does he have to do this upcoming season to make sure that he gets back on track?
2: Well, we all know what an outstanding player he's been. Uh, last year there were a lot of things, I think, that contributed to him not having the year we were hoping he would. Uh, you have to have people around you. No, Never does a quarterback by himself go out and play against those 11 defenders alone. He has 10 other guys with him, and you get injuries. You get maybe not production at the running back position, the tight end position. You know, Akeem Nix is a great receiver, but he did not have one touchdown, which is really amazing. Uh, you put all that together and maybe on top of that, Eli being just a little bit off, uh, you get, as you said, uh, you know, an off year from him. But I think you'll see him bounce back. Uh, they've gotten a lot of weapons around them. A few players will be healthy this year. So I think he'll bounce back and have a great year.
0: You know, the Giants elected not to bring back Hakeem Nix and brought back a, a guy who helped win a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, Mario Manningham. Do you like the switch at receiver? Well,
2: I'd like to think they, they wanted Nix back. But, again, maybe the other offer was better. We don't know everything that went on inside the Giants building there but you know Nick's is a heck of a player he has been I know last year that you know the production was down but he's still so young and I think he has a lot of great years ahead of him would have loved to have seen them bring him back but they chose not to let's let's hope Mario Manningham can come back and contribute uh you know I don't think things went in San Francisco the way he wanted them to but as you said he was a productive player here and you know, let's hope him and also uh, Reuben Randall can step up and, and be the receiver they hope he can be.
1: Now, Sean, switching to the other team in New York, the New York Jets, what have been your thoughts on the offseason they are having? They really haven't done all that much, and John Isaac has faced a lot of scrutiny for the way he's handled things so far.
2: Well, as you said, you know, especially with the team across the, uh, the way there, the Giants making so many moves, maybe Jet fans get a little impatient hmm. as to why their team hasn't matched that. But believe me, the Jets... You know, they're on top of what they're doing. This is a team that went 8-8 eight and eight last year. I mean, Rex Ryan should be a candidate for Coach of the Year for what he did with that group last year. And, uh, you know, I think they'll be a little bit better. You know, no one thought they'd be 8-8. Eight eight. You know, one or two games is the world. If next year they're 9-7 and seven or 10-6, and six, there's no Jeff fan that can have a problem with that. But uh, their defensive line, I think, is Super Bowl quality. Hopefully their young defensive back, they drafted early, Last year, Milner from Alabama, he can step up and be a a real presence, you know, hoping to be a terrific player in the backfield there on defense. And, uh, you know, hope they can get that that same production in general with an improvement in their quarterback. Who knows? Imagine the Jets winning nine or ten games next year. If they went eight and eight last year, you know, we'll see.
0: You just talked about the, touched upon the quarterback position for the Jets. They brought in Michael Vick, let Mark Sanchez go. Do you like the fact that they brought in Vick to compete with uh, Geno Smith?
2: you know, I do. (laughs) I mean, no team is going to make any move unless they feel it absolutely will help their ball club. And believe me, they all sat long and hard and talked out every scenario, and they felt it was the best move for their team. Now, their offensive coordinator, Marnie Morningwhite, spent time with Vic in Philadelphia. So he knows him very, very well, and I'm sure they wouldn't have brought him in unless they went over every scenario. The number one scenario, I feel them feeling that Geno Smith takes another step forward and has Mike Vick the wealth of experience he has to tap into to make him the quarterback the Jets hope that he could be.
1: Who do you think is going to be the Jets' starting quarterback opening day 2014? I
2: think it'll be Geno Smith. Uh, I think in December he played very, very well. Uh, I think that he'll get help from Mike Vick. You know, Mike played that role in Philadelphia last year with Nick Foles emerging out of nowhere and you know, I think he was an asset to Nick. I think he will be the same way for Chino. Now, don't get that confused with the fact that Mike wants to play. He didn't come here to be a backup, so he's going to compete. And if he's a clearly a better player, the Jets will start him because they'll feel he gives them the best chance to win. But they want Geno Smith to be the guy here for a long time.
1: Now, Sean, the Jets are rumored to be interested in Deshaun Jackson. Even owner Woody Johnson said recently that the team is interested in trying to bring this guy in. Do you think that would be a smart move bringing in a guy that's been known as a diva type of receiver after what they just went through with Santonio Holmes?
2: Well, I I would say it'd be a great move. Uh, I played five years for the Eagles. I'm so close to that organization, I've had a chance to, to be down there. And as you said, you know, Deshaun Jackson is a, you know, if you want to say a flamboyant type of receiver. But listen, all this guy does is perform. He had his best year of his career last year he's age 27 you know the guy's never been arrested you know i i don't really think there'd be a problem with him in new york and uh, i think he would help the jets dramatically especially in the position he plays because even last year uh there were a lot of receivers that didn't help that young quarterback out if they got Deshaun jackson I think automatically they'd be a game or two
0: better. Sean, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I uh, really appreciate it. Thanks again. Thanks,
1: Sean. Enjoyed talking
2: with you.
0: Thanks for
1: having me. Thank you. Thanks again to Sean Landetta for coming off for a couple minutes. I thought it was pretty interesting as far as what he had to say about the Giants'
0: decision to not bring in Justin Tuck and, of course, the Jets' decision to bring in Michael Vick. Yeah, it was very interesting to get the perspective of a guy who's played in the NFL, also hearing his opinion on the goalpost, whether you could dunk the ball over the goalpost. That was very interesting to get his take on that.
1: So that's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Asmund Budick Show podcast. You can follow the show on Twitter, at Asmund Budic Show. You can follow Dan on Twitter, at at Dan Budic. I'm on Twitter, at at Jake Asmund. We look forward to hearing from you again. For Dan Budic. I'm Jake Asmund saying so long. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Asmund Budic Show. Listening to the Asmund and Budic Podcast, make sure you go onto iTunes and subscribe to the show.